Welcome, friends. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the non-traditional podcast. We back, back, and better. Back with a vengeance. I don't know. I don't what is know the what's the Die Hard anybody. movie? I don't know if I would take it that What was the Die Hard movie called? You're asking me what the Die Hard movie was called. Copy that. (laughs) Moving on. Okay. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to our newsletter episode, (laughs) y'all. Welcome. It's going to be real cute. I think that that name is sticking. Newsletter episode. I thought it was official. (laughs) I didn't know we were still uh, deciding, but okay. I mean, it's kind of official since I put out the promo and I was like, the newsletter episode. So... It's right. official. Welcome to the newsletter episode. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, so um, it's been two weeks. What have you been up to? What's going on? Oh, I can't really disclose any of that information. So um, just stay tuned. But I it, things are going well. Wow. Okay. Se- <laughs> what have you been up to? Se- secretive. <laughs> I, I I just don't feel like we should have any secrets. I mean, from our you, guests, know, you know, they can't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, we we have to hold some things back, audience. You can't know everything. But um, what have I been up to? I've been busy. I think this is like a running theme. (laughs) A friend of mine the other day, he was like, you're the busiest person I know in quarantine. And I was like, I'll take it. I'll take it. But, you know, as our audience knows, for this whole time, I have not been, quote unquote, working, you know, that gives me a paycheck or anything. I've just been doing my own thing. Um, but that might change. That might change really soon. You know, we're entering phase four here in New York and, you know, things have started to wake up a bit. People have started to like reach out. So who knows? Next time you hear me, I might be coming from a set near you somewhere. Oh, snap. Who knows? So, um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So, you know, things are waking up there a little bit. I am, you know, prepping to get back to work. I need to figure out how to do my job again. I don't remember really. <laughs> it's been since March. I haven't done my job since March 2020. Oh, what a year. Very jealous. What a year. Very jealous. I have not had the same luxury. <laughs> but, you know, that's neither here hey, nor but there. You're... <laughs> right. You know, and you're at a great company and you like your job. So that's yes, good. I am very lucky and blessed and I'm not complaining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've also been doing a lot of running. I'm running every day in July. So that has been awesome. Um well, when I say awesome, it's been challenging. Yeah. Every time my little um, Apple Watch lights up, I'm like, oh, Anastasia just finished her run. It's one of those things where it was a great idea when I started to do it. And then July happened and it's a thousand degrees. Well, are you are you done at the end of July running every day or just increasing? Yes. Yeah. Done at the end of July. It's 31 days. And then That's what? the challenge. My knees are already kind of getting to the point where they're like, mm, girl, be careful out girl. here girl, I think you should stop. But, you know, it's not bad. It's not really bad. So I'm going to keep going for sure. But back to the newsletter episode, guys, welcome. It has been a journey. We have recorded and released one whole season of the non-traditional podcast. And we are here to kind of do a little bit of a recap, a season recap, answering some of your questions and kind of going through the process of what it was to create this season. Yeah. So I hope uh, you're excited. I'm definitely pumped. Um, got some good questions coming in and uh, you folks are, some of you are very outrageous, so I don't necessarily forgive you, but it will make for an interesting episode. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. And we're going to start with the official. She was like, oh, I'm the unofficial. I'm like, no, no, girl, you are the official president of the friends of non-traditional Charlotte. It's incredibly, you have no idea how official it is. <laughs> it is beyond official, but here is Charlotte's question. This is Charlotte, the unofficial president of the Friends of Non-Traditional Fan Club. Congratulations on your first season. My question today, because you know I always have a question, is how did you come up with the name non-traditional? And were there any other front runners when you were deciding? Wow. Can we talk okay. about Charlotte's radio voice? Come through. Come through, Char. She's going to be on the pod Girl, one day. Yes. You just wait. All right. So do you want to answer Charlotte's super fan question? I mean, I so I heard the question and I was like, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was thinking about it and I was going through my notes because, you know, I, I make notes for everything. You can ask Jen. I'm kind of one of those like A plus students. I'm triggered <laughs> just you talking about the number of files in my inbox, Dropbox, notes app. I just can't keep up. I keep everything organized. And I was looking back to our first notes from our first meeting when we we're talking about non-traditional and I had already had the name by the time we first met. And, you know, I was thinking back on it. And the only thing I can say is the way I come up with any of my ideas is I usually have a concept first. So before I had the name non-traditional, I knew what the show was going to be about. I wanted to talk to people with awesome careers who I wanted to learn from and, you know, pick their brain and then also see if they had any advice for someone like me who is our audience, you know, trying to make it in this world. So I always had the idea of the show, but I didn't have the name. And usually what I do with that is I have tons of notes in my phone that is just word association. Like I'm like red, blue, you know, I just like put words together. And I think wow, at some red, point- red, blue, really going outside of the box. You know, you gotta, you red, gotta, you blue, gotta just like- <laughs> orange. Orange. <laughs> but um, I think what had happened was I wrote- a synopsis of what the show was going to be. And I was like, you know, I wanted it to be a show interviewing people who had a non-traditional, a non-traditional approach to their career or a non-traditional trajectory. And just that word stuck out to me. And I thought, ooh, non-traditional. And, you know, kind of like the newsletter episode, (laughs) I put it somewhere, I wrote it down and it stuck. And that's how, you know, and here we are with a newsletter episode and a podcast called Non-Traditional. One might say you are quite literal, but you heard it here first, folks. So uh, that's that on that. I have a question for you, actually, from me. Oh, God. My question is, why did you agree to do this podcast with me? Oh, God, that is a great question. Why? Something I ask myself late at night. I'm just kidding. Um, I don't even think I thought about it. I remember us being at Breeze, having dinner, and you were just like, do you want to do a podcast? I was like, yeah. No, you were like, I'm doing a podcast. I was like, I want to do it with you. And you were like, do you really? And I was like, yeah, I've always wanted to do a podcast. And you told me about the idea, and I just said, great. When are we meeting about it? And we got brunch a few weeks later, and that's that's you know, the rest is history. Yeah, it, it really was seamless. I was kind of like, wait, what? You wanted yeah. really? I was just throwing ideas Well, because I was just like, wall. I'm hilarious and people want to listen to my voice, so let's go. And that's pretty much it. I love you, so I was like, let's go. This is going to be great. <laughs> uh, see? Organic, organic. But yes, that was, that was um, one of my questions that I was just like, why did Jen say yes? But it, it you know, it truly just was a... Sp- it's weird to say spur of the moment because like you said, you had always wanted to do a podcast. I had always been thinking about a podcast. It was almost like just fate. Like it just came together at the right oh time, right place. That's how we're, boom, boom, you know, bap. that's how we do it. <laughs> do you have a question? What's your question? I do have a question from the audience, the non-traditional yes, crew. Sarah asks, what does abundance mean for each of you. Ooh, Sarah. Sarah is also a super fan. Let's not front. Sarah is like right there with Charlotte. Yeah. Super it fan. It gets weird with Sarah. It's like borderline stalker, but it's fine. No, this has been happening for 20 years, folks. Sarah, I will always support you. Always. I have receipts. <laughs> so bring it. Um, do you want me to start? Do you want to start? No, I want you to start. Ooh, okay. So I also saw this question from Sarah and right away, the first thing that came to mind is abundance to me means financial freedom. And it's something that is, I did not grow up with all of the funds in the world. I actually, I remember Christmases not having enough to put food on the table, like that, that sort of, you know, level Mm -hmm. of stuff. So I always wanted to grow up to be in a place where money was never a thing in the sense that I could wake up and the first thought wasn't how am I going to pay Mm -hmm. rent or, you know, so I always wanted to be in a spot where 
financial freedom was a thing for me and I'm finally approaching that and I'm finally getting there. So it's it's really nice and awesome, but abundance to me is financial freedom and not because of the money. I'm not saying, hey, I want to be a millionaire and again, who doesn't want to be a millionaire? <laughs> wow. <laughs> we all do. But for me, it's what that gives me is the freedom to make choices that are good for me so my choices no longer have to be tied to like well I have to make rent tomorrow so this 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 and this and this has to happen if I'm in that spot where I'm at a point where I am financially free the choices are mine the world is my oyster let's go so um for me that's what abundance is and you know I have it. It's almost there, but it's always something I'm searching and striving mm. for. If you know what I mean. Mm. So yeah. Mm. Talk about it. I love it. I love that. And we have never really answered that for each other. So I'm I'm learning with you, listeners. This is great. Um, I think I'm gonna give that a yes end. Um <laughs> I think for those of you who have been listening to the podcast this season, um, you know that my mantra uh, for the year has been, I am abundant in all ways. And I think that I chose that because abundance was kind of the theme of my year has been. um, And uh, alignment has also been a theme, but it started with abundance. And I think that that came from the need for financial freedom but it is now shifting into spiritual fitness i think uh that although money is important and and necessary in so many ways i think that it is all connected to uh my mindset right so my meditation is uh, is centered around abundance but that's not necessarily um related to my bank account or at least not every day. Right. right? <laughs> Some days I'm like, Jesus help me. Um, but it's not necessarily related to my bank account. It's, it's related to what do I want in life? You know, what, who do I want surrounding me? Who do I care about? Who cares about me and what is important to me, especially in a world when we've been in lockdown for four months, when there are so many people that are in such dire need. Um, it really has been about, um, creating a space within myself that I really love. Um, so I guess that's abundance for me. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think the thing I've learned the most about this podcast is like, we're all different, but we're all the same. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all different, but we're all the same. But um, we have a question here from Manasa. Manasa, I love Manasa. But she actually asked a question to one of our guests, Allison Roman. So let's listen to her question. Hi, I'm Monica, and my question for Allison Roman would be, how do you deal with burnout? I mean, when you've been working in your field, in your case, food, for years and years, um, how do you deal with kind of staying interested? And now on top of it, especially in quarantine, when we have nothing but time on our hands, um, how do you keep from just getting bored to death with yourself and your thoughts while you're locked in your apartment? Um, Yeah. So that's actually a very funny question because I am bored with myself and I am burnt out. Um, But, you know, honestly, the thing that I've been finding most helpful is to do something radically different than the thing that I've always done. And, you know, reading books on topics that I haven't read before by authors I've not heard of before. um, You know, I started running, which is very unlike me. Um, Just kind of things that got me out of my usual pattern. I thought that stability and staying the course was going to be the key to my sanity and to staying inspired, but I'm actually finding that it's the opposite to just kind of shake everything loose. Um, and you know, taking myself out of my everyday situation. And that can mean physically going for a walk or, you know, like I said, reading a book or giving myself a writing exercise or texting a person that I haven't talked to in months, something like that to kind of snap me out of the repetitive reality that I find myself in that we're all kind of finding ourselves in. But generally speaking, burnout is a real issue. And I I think that I didn't realize how badly I needed a period of calm and sort of not working um, to refresh that because I think you think you can push through it and it's real. And I think you got to listen to that voice in their head that says, not today, not today, not tomorrow either. Um, and say that I'm going to step away from this project or this document or 
any of this stuff for a week or two weeks or a month and allow yourself the permission to kind of let the dead things fall away and let the new stuff grow in its place. Yes, Allison. Yeah. Burnout. It's it's a real thing. And I'm Jen knows I'm a workaholic. I'm just one of those people. I love to work. If I'm in quarantine and I can't actually do my other job, I find something else to do. Mm-hmm. I start I start a podcast. I hold seminars. I join diversity committees. A lot of diversity committees. Oh my word. But um I always keep busy. In the past, what took me so long to learn was burnout is real. It's a real thing. You're not superwoman or superman. And sometimes you need to take a break. And that break will always bring you back at a better place. Like you always come back stronger from it. But I also think in our culture, there's this sense of like, oh, if I'm gone, if I take a break, people will forget. People will forget and they don't forget. You know, if you're good, you're good. Boom. Yes. Nice. Okay. So moving on to the next question. This is actually one that came from um, Anna. Anna says, how do you connect with the person you're interviewing with the remote nature of production. This is this is a very interesting one because when we first came up with the concept of non-traditional, it was supposed to be in person. Like there was supposed to be that sort of like almost you can touch the next person and like build a sort of almost energy around that. And obviously corona corona happened but is there a way that you feel like are like how do you connect to the guests especially when you don't know who they are yeah I think so we do our fair share of research beforehand and I think especially season one will speak for the guests that we had everyone was so genuinely happy to be here um, that we didn't have to force any kind of conversation it didn't feel like and we really are interested in what they have to say Um, And I think that that creates an organic conversation. Um, And, you know, I don't know. I guess it just has kind of come naturally. Um, And we're both just chatters. So it just kind of gets off to a start. And, you know, the conversation goes where it goes. And we end up with, I think, some great quality content for ourselves and for the listeners. Um, What about you? What do you think? How do you connect with folks? Yeah, I mean, you know, with a lot of guests, for me, the first connection is actually before I even meet them. These are people I admire and that I've maybe read up on before or I look up to. So for me, there's that connection there where I'm trying to learn something from them. But also, um, you know, you're right. Like none of our guests have come in and it's been like a forced thing or like, how do I talk to this person? It's actually been pretty organic. And, you know, if, if we're talking about the technical nature of connecting with people because they're so far away from us, you know, some of them even in different countries, um, zoom has helped a lot. Like, this tool that we've all discovered all of a sudden in quarantine, being able to see someone, I feel like, like, I, I, I think you'd be diff- very different if we were just doing a phone That's call, true. like an audio call and not looking at the other person and seeing their environment yeah. and like looking and like, Oh, look at the paint on their right. wall or something. So I think that also is part it, that brings some sort of connection as well. Here's, here's a question for you, for you. Has any of our guests, like surprised you from what you thought might happen. But then when we came to the interview, you were like, oh, not what I was expecting. Um, Yeah, I think because there was so much buzz around Allison in the news, I think I was curious um, and I was very surprised by how kind she was. Um, I didn't expect her to be, I mean, if you accept an interview, why would you come in and be mean? But I just thought like she was, somebody that I genuinely could see myself hanging out with and that was cool and like now obviously we're connected and like she's like camping and like making tarts and and it's just like oh dang I could totally be cool with Allison you know what I mean so that surprised me um yeah I think she was probably the most surprising how about you Uh, Rafe Rafe was completely surprising to me it I had no reference for who Rafe was Um, For me, I was just reading and he's, you know, the founder of this company that's doing great and that's awesome. So, you know, in your head, you think, oh, founder, 
tech founder. You, you have this image in your head. And then he came on and we started talking and it was just like, wow. Like it, it, it was like dad talking to his girls <laughs> being like, you got yeah. this. This is what you need to do. He was, I have to say, of all of our guests, he was the most surprising to me. And it, but in such a great way. I was so, I left that conversation being like, wow, like that's, he's a cool Which dude. Which is so funny because obviously I knew him beforehand. And I think I asked him during that interview what something that would surprise people about you. And he was like, I'm, I don't think much would because he is a genuine person. So that's cool that you say that. Yeah. He's really cool. So what's the next question, Jen? Oh, my goodness. It's my turn? Yes. Okay. What do we got? What do we got? Should I? (laughs) This next question comes from, uh, I'll do this one quickly. Brie, will I ever sleep again? And the answer is not for the next 18 years. Shout out to my grandson, Tuck. Okay. Why is he your grandson? I don't understand. You're his auntie. I don't understand the question. You're his auntie. You're not. Let's move on. Do you have a question for me? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Bree, don't you worry. We're going to fight this out in Slack, okay? I have lots of grandchildren. Y'all don't even know. <laughs> um, let's do another audience question. So this was a really great one. So this is from Gary. Gary, Gary, is Gary. Gary the one that Gary. did my he's script like, reading with me? Hi, Gary. Yeah. Oh, he's so sweet. We love Gary. But Gary is an actor, so he wanted to ask Daniel Brooks a question. And his question was... What's the most practical piece of advice you've that you were ever given by a veteran actor on set? And I sent that to Danielle and she sent me her answer back and she said, don't ever overcompensate for a scene partner who can't act. It'll always make you look worse in the end. Wow. So in short, do you? I got this answer and I stopped. Right. I just stopped what I was mm. doing. You know, I got this question answer from her and I literally stopped in my tracks it was just one of those things where you know it's it's a very you know it's an advice to another actor it's talking about acting and all of that but at the same time I think it's an answer that applies to everything in our life a little bit Mm. I have been in positions where you're at a job and you're trying to compensate for everybody else you said okay I'll take this on I'll take that on I'll take this on I'll take that on and then you cause yourself to be you know tired and burnt out and aggravated and just exhausted and without fail you always are the one who ends up you know in the bad place not the person who maybe didn't know how to do their job or anything but I think not even in a job in life like I think sometimes we always do try to overcompensate for other people in our lives and I just have never actually seen a good output or a good you know end of something you know like that so I don't know this question it was such an innocent question it was such an innocent (laughs) question which is like oh my god you know, what advice do you have? And her answer just, uh, I stopped for like a few minutes. Yeah, that is a great <laughs> response. Day. And like you said, advice for life. Um, definitely, definitely a lesson I could use. Um, yeah. Thank you, Danielle. Hi, this is JT. And my question for Akun Akman is, when you started playing tennis and training, was there a tennis player who you looked up to, who inspired you? Who was it? And what was it about them that inspired you? This is a loaded question. So growing up, I looked up to Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi. However, I got lucky growing up because I grew up at IMG Academies in Bradenton, Florida, and Nick was um, coaching a bunch of top players. So I I was around Anna Kornikova, Serena and Venus Williams. Pete Sampras came through, uh, Boris Becker, um, who else we got? Mo- uh, Monica Seles, Mary Pierce, Maria Sharapova, that Jimmy Connors. It was just like constant inspiration all around you. It was so it wasn't one player that really inspired me, but it was the the space, the academy, the community that I was a part of that inspired me the most. I have a question Go from ahead. my mom. <laughs> 
mom hey alice hello <laughs> you sneaky mom okay she said i'm sure you have had this question asked and answered in your previous episodes which is cool because it means my mom doesn't listen to our podcast cool 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 but <laughs> what is the general purpose of your podcast once again she does not listen or what are you hoping to achieve so maybe we can answer that last part what are we hoping to achieve thank you mom for all your love and support <laughs> appreciate you <laughs> Again, I'm always on mom's side, so I'm sure she does listen. She, she said she listened, but I don't think if she's asking, you know, what is the general purpose? I think she might need to run a couple episodes back, but that's all right, mom. I love you. Love you too. You know? <laughs> Do you want to start? Um, I think uh, I don't want to speak for you, but I think that the general purpose is to give folks who might be concerned about how they can break into an industry or even just get started uh, on anything, how to go about it without maybe spending a ton of money or doing a ton of research for something that they might not even be interested in, right? And I think in turn, having had a season under our belt, we have learned a lot from these folks. Um, And I think that that was maybe in the back of both of our minds, but I didn't realize how much I would gain, how much knowledge I would gain each week from these guests it's been really phenomenal yeah what about you what uh what are you hoping to achieve i mean definitely the same on that um so there is a part of this team that you guys have never heard maybe you'll hear her at some point but rowan is our co-producer and she's also um she does all of our graphic and podcast hey rowan hey ro and you know i remember the first time i talked to rowan about this and again you know i had simple expectations and you know again like all the things you said it's like I wanted to learn I also wanted to introduce our audience to people they might have never heard of before take Walt Mossberg for example you know he's just someone I love from the tech world and I have followed him on Twitter forever and I've actually met him once in person and um most of our audience, or at least people who contacted me, had never heard of Walt Mossberg because he just comes from a different world than they do. So, you know, introducing people to great people out in the world for me is is really great and because you never know who you can learn from. But I think what Ro did in our first conversation is Ro as a producer thinks very big in the sense of she almost says, wow, I guess I never thought of that. And non-traditional now is a podcast who knows what it'll be in a few years it might be more than a podcast it might be a physical place it might be seminars it might be who knows it might be a tv show i but i have learned from her not to put restrictions on what something can be because you just never know netflix might call us next week don't worry Boom, i'm there (laughs) where do i sign you know so in, in in the thought of going by Jen's question, what is abundance? And, you know, also just wanting to not be restricted to what, or not limit the the growth of something. It's I, what non-traditional means to me, you know, or what it could be. I don't know yet, but I'm very open. I am very open to all of the things that non-traditional could be. Right now it's a podcast, guys. And I'm really glad that you have stuck with us this long and i hope you're all excited for season two because we're coming back bigger and better yeah all right what what's your next question i have a question now from brie actually oh another one yeah this is a question from brie that she's asking to emily abade one of our guests hey emily and First of all, thanks for being on my favorite podcast, Non-Traditional. Question for you. What has been your biggest takeaway during quarantine? Thanks. Hey, Non-Traditional listeners. Emily here. And thank you for your question, Brie. It's a good one. Biggest thing I have learned and taken away from this time during the pandemic. I would say my answer has to be, The reminder to have some grace with myself. There are going to be days where you aren't as productive as maybe you were once capable of being before COVID became a thing. But here's the deal. If you're doing the best with what you can, then that's really all you can ask. 
Also, just because you might have a day that doesn't feel productive, that doesn't mean that you are no longer a productive person. You can do hard things, but sometimes that's just a good indication that maybe now is a good time to take a step back. That's what I got for you. Thanks again for having me, ladies. I appreciate you. Wow. So she's just going to put us to shame on our own podcast. Again, she she was on here for like two and a half minutes and just put us to shame. That was such a great answer. And I needed that. She's so good. I am waiting for the Emily book. Like, I'm just waiting. Yeah. Waiting for her to write it. I needed that. And I think that's such great advice because I think... As you guys know, I am have been working a full time job. Started this podcast, started an artist name, have been releasing singles, video. Like it's just been bananas, and I'm so I'm so honestly grateful. But I have been struggling to um, take a, a little bit of a rest here and there, and I've got some big news coming up that it's season two. Um, I can't wait to tell you guys all about it, and uh, I think that sometimes I can't zoom out and just say like oh Jen like some of these th- some of these seeds are just planted some of these flowers are blooming and it's fantastic can you chill for a second I really have a hard time doing that you know um so I think that's just such timely advice because I think I do always feel the need to go 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 and I need to just chill the hell out yeah yeah we you know what it is we forget how much we've accomplished like Jen we have recorded and released seven episodes one season of a podcast yeah completely in quarantine yes i'm so proud of us <laughs> you know i you, some people you know i think it also always takes other people to because you can almost be in a bubble where all you see is this little square inch of your desk and this is all you see and it sometimes it takes someone else outside of you to be like wait a second do you know what you just did and you know it's nice to be reminded of that sometimes and to you know, yes, my, my friend Stephanie Allman and I had a nice little chat this week and she did remind me of that. And she was like, D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. and she's like, and I love your podcast. And I was like, you know what? Because I, I make fun of her. I'm like, stop gassing me up. But it's really good to have friends like her because she reminds me that I'm doing a great job, which is very nice to hear. We all need that from time to time. Um, next question, guys. First of all, I just want to say thank you. Like, we got a lot of questions, yeah, and I'm really excited. If this becomes a two-hour podcast, our longest one yet, so be <laughs> it. But let's get to the next question. <laughs> our next question is from Becky, my friend Becky. And she goes, who are your dream podcast guests and why? You go first. Oh, my God. Um, my dream podcast guest is Bob the Drag Queen from RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> Claiming it. Um, I forget what season is, so I'm going to be in trouble. But Bob, first of all, I think the name Bob the Drag Queen is just so hilarious as just like a full title. And I I remember before I watched the season, because I ended up watching all of RuPaul, like the seasons in like the span of two months. Like I think it was like 12 seasons. And All-Stars. And when I got to that season, my good friend Jonathan was like, you literally are Bob. Um, And I'm like, I'm honored that I'm a drag queen. Um, And then I watched the season and I was like, I'm literally Bob. Um, I won't spoil the season for you because you should go watch it. But yeah, I think just like seeing a dark skin black queen, um, kind of the underdog and somebody who's just like casually hilarious is resonated with me. Clearly, you all know how funny I am. And uh, I think it would just be fun because I, I think it's a it's a profession that people don't really explore, but it is huge, especially in cities like New York. There's just a whole underground scene, and like there are a lot of queens that don't necessarily make a living off of it, but there are a lot of people who are out there like six nights a week, busting their asses, tucking, sucking, like everything is just getting, you know, like this is crazy. The work that they do to transform themselves, I find so fascinating. So, Bob, join us season two. <laughs> who knows. You might be coming to our podcast near you soon. Yeah, what about you? But, um, um, mine is is and always will be Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Like just, you know, that is, I don't even know if I'll be able to talk to her. I don't know what would happen <laughs> if we got her on the podcast. But my ultimate podcast guest is Michelle Obama. Because when you, you know, when you talk to, you know, about a non-traditional career, I think her trajectory from 
you know, lawyer to first lady, I don't think is something that she, you know, she thought of like, sort of like, oh, I'm going to be first lady. You know, she just happened to marry a politician who decided to run for president. And then she was thrust into this career of first lady, but she didn't just sit on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, the changes she made while she was in office is just incredible. It's incredible. And, you know, she could have sat on it. She could have done what every other single first lady had done before her. And it still would have been a great career. Yeah. But she decided to make it her own and make it different and make it better. And for me, if I look good while doing it, Mm. oh, some of this photo, Michelle LaVon Robinson from the south side of Chicago. I love the way Brock says that. (laughs) I love the way they talk to each other. Goals. Yeah. (laughs) Goals. But that would that would be my ultimate podcast guest. And if anyone listening has a contact, just email me. Yes, hit us up. Send me a DM. Carry a pigeon. I'll get the message. Just send it. Facts. Cool. (laughs) Okay, cool. Excellent. So should I get a question from my pile here? Yes. Okay. What's the next question? Um, let's ask this question from, oh, two people asked this, but let me actually do this one. <laughs> Sarah asks, do you have any single friends who are Indian and 5'1"? Okay, so that's a question for the audience, folks. So um, <laughs> let, let's look. Let's look. Um, Wait, is Sarah actually 5'1"? That's so short. Sarah's, yeah. I'm 5'2". I'm, dang. Uh, I don't have any. No, I can't think of. No one's coming to mind. So go ahead and ask your next question. (laughs) Sarah, I support you. (laughs) You can always call on me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next question. What do we have here? Oh, this is a good one. It's from my friend Kelvin. Kelvin's my buddy. He's like my, he's the guy I can nerd out with. And like we do cool things. So we'll watch, you know, Apple's developer conference together and nerd out on, you know, operating systems and programming. Yes, we're nerds. But (laughs) Kelvin asks, how do you find the challenges of remote interviews and using tech to solve it now? (laughs) As we're in the throes of it. (laughs) This is, this is Triggered, Kelvin. (laughs) So triggered. This is literally the thing. Every time we turn on the Zoom camera, every episode, I'm like, okay, Jen, what can we do different this time? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, it's real. And what I think what I've learned so far is, you know, COVID has just thrown a lot of things. Like, would this have been easier if we could have just sat in front of each other, you know, with our own individual microphones and just talked and recorded cleanly? Yes. We didn't have to worry about like, what's your internet speed? What's that person's internet speed? Do you have headphones that have a microphone? There are just so many elements to what it takes to record remotely that, I mean, maybe I should start a class once, <laughs> once, wait, once I figure it out, yeah. maybe I'll do a class. We're still but learning. <laughs> we're still learning, Kelvin. And, um, it, Every time we get better, like if you listen to our very first episode and then season, you know, episode seven, it's completely different. And I think you can tell the difference. But yeah. every time we learn and guys, again, we are two per- three person. We're a three person shop here. We do this all by ourselves. There's no secret, you know, sound editor yeah. <laughs> who is helping us here. Yeah. So it's been hard there have been a lot of challenges we try you know i love tech so i try and use tech anywhere i can to improve the audio improve the connection um but it's definitely something we haven't completely figured out yet and we're always learning yeah it's so interesting because calvin i studied audio engineering in college and this is a mystery to me like i'm using my current setup to fly vocals out to friends and like projects and gigs and things like that and we're still like learning the podcasting world the zoom world i should say and our initial intention obviously was to be together so we're learning and getting better all the time hopefully you hear that difference and here's something i actually want to say because i've heard this advice given like this advice has been given to me before and I've read it places before and 
I think a lot of times people don't do what they want to do because they are held back by problems. They're held back by the technology and they're held back by, oh, let's make it perfect before we put it out in the world. And I think what Jen and I have learned so much about that in this respect is sometimes if you have a good story and you just have great intentions, just do it. Just do it. I mean, Nike said it, but just do it. Just do because it. Because I think the technicalities of things can hold you back and maybe you'll never do it because you're just trying to be technically perfect. Um, so we'll continue to get better. We'll continue to try and sound better. We will always reach for the excellence that we know we have. Yeah. Um, but that will not stop us from putting out our story and putting out great products for you. So, Amen. This brings us to our next question. I'm going to ask another one from Charlotte. Um, I really love this question. Uh, Is there one line, sage piece of advice that has stuck with you from one of these interviews? Ooh. Oh, I got to think of that one. If you have one before, if you. Okay, I'll go. Yeah. I'll go while you you think of it. Mine is, I can, I just like will never forget this because I think it's been in my mind. Uh, but he said the feelings that you feed become you. Ooh, that one got me because I think we, uh, as a society just like skew negative and, um, I've been working on a lot of positive manifestation. I've been working on meditation in theta state, which is like right when you wake up or right before you're about to go to sleep um, and p- playing literally, literally the sound of my own voice and um, mantras and manifestations. And it's been really awesome because you do need to kind of get into your subconscious mind in some of these ways to unlock another I can quote, uh, unlock some of these levels and level up. Right. So that really just, Oh, that hit me. And I've been, I've been using that. While you were talking, I realized exactly the one that hit me and it brings me back to Rafe. Mm. Rafe said, you can't dream and not fail. And I don't know about you, but I'm always afraid of failing. I'm always like, oh, I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to, you know, not get this. Or I think for the most part, it's about looking stupid. You're just like, oh, I don't want to fail at this. You know, I don't want to do this. And the amount of roadblock that creates for things that you want is huge. Yeah. You know, thinking of this podcast, I remember when we first started thinking about it, I was like, oh my God, what if, what if I sound horrible? What if I don't have a podcast voice? What if, you know, we suck? What if nobody listens? What if, you know, there were just so many and I could have just kept at it and I could have just piled it up and I could have been like, you know what, Jen, actually, yeah, <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. Kidding, just kidding. But I pushed through that. And, you know, it, I mean, of course, it also had a lot of things to do. Like we were stuck in our houses and I was like, I need to do something. Yeah. Um, but that when he said that, that hit so hard for me because I think there's this fear of failure. And it's something that actually was an arc in all of our interviews and all of our guests talked about their failures and when they had failed in their career. And I think that's almost something we have to hear because I think sometimes we see people, you know, at their height, at the top, where they're just winning all the time. And we never look back to find out how they got there and how they might have failed before they hit the mountain, you know, in the climb up. So that for me really hit home and it kind of it's something that I try and hold on to now where I'm sort of like don't be afraid to fail if you fail what's the you know just try again try it a different way maybe the way that our yeah go ahead no but I was like you know the failure makes you better you learn from it so yeah the way that our guests approach failure like so some of that it was such a naughty word for so many of them which I found interesting I think my takeaway is not that I don't want to use the word failure it's that it's not bad to fail you need it in fact and I think that's so great to hear because we're dealing with some pretty major people and they've kind of fallen face first sometimes and they've been able to get back up so if they can do it I can hey there my name is Jason and I have a question for Evelyn Evelyn when did you make the conscious decision to transition from serving your audience, say, giving them what they wanted, to curating to your audience in the sense of giving them your thoughts and what you wanted? Loving the show and America is the Fire Nation is amazing. Thanks. This is a great question. Um, and I 
I always wish that I had a better answer <laughs> for people because I think people are looking for a, a date, a time, a moment. But the truth of the matter is, you know what I'm saying? My Mars is ruled by Taurus and um, that means I'm not going to do what I don't want to do. And that's on period. So it's very, it's me. It's very natural to me to do what I feel like and hope that people, you know, catch my vibe, so to speak. But specifically speaking, if there was a moment where I decided, oh, I'm not going to do natural hair content regularly, or I'm not going to just review things excitedly just because Beyonce, you know, that pan panned out the way it panned out, or I'm not just going to do taste tests of sparkling water because that video performs well. The reason I have largely over the course of my internet existence decided that I'm going to do what I'm going to do, hashtag irregardless, is because I'm the one who has to keep it going. And I know that within me, me myself personally, I can't keep something going consistently or even quasi consistently if I don't enjoy it. And I know that I enjoy variety. And so um, that that's my answer. <laughs> and when I think about even how I started YouTube, which was just documenting my life, didn't nobody ask for that? Like nobody, nobody knows who I am. You know, I'm just a girl, a 19 year old in a college dorm in Texas. No one's like, make a vlog, make a vlog. And no one was saying that. I just had something that I wanted to say or I wanted the ex to feel the experience of seeing my face on camera. However weird that sounds now in 2020. Um, back then it was still relatively new to kind of record yourself and publish it in that way. And so, I, I don't know, conscious decision... I can't say that it's been a conscious decision. It is like an ever-present part of my actual personality though. So, hope that helped. This is a question that I had had for you, but also Kelvin asked it. And it was, what are your hopes for season two? What have you learned from season one that is giving you hope for season two of Non-Traditional? Man, I honestly, this is going to sound corny but I literally think what I've taken away from season one is you can do whatever you want you can do anything because we did that and we talked to some really incredible people and just knowing that that's within reach and what we've been able to accomplish in so many ways um personally and together has been really cool I think for me um I've been trying to find the balance of like waiting and holding things close to the chest, which is why I'm like, you can't know yet. Um, and also celebrating like little joys every single day and, and telling my inner circle. So I'm really excited to, sh to just like share life with you all in season two and um, let that unfold as we interview and um, progress through life. What about you? That is, it's so funny that uh, I had an answer, but I like your answer better. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love that. Like I love you can do anything. There were so many people I interviewed, or I, not interviewed, but I emailed to be on this podcast that just said yes. Yeah. Walt Mossberg said yes <laughs> to two girls who live in Brooklyn yeah. who had no history of podcasting. I, you know, again, you, you never know what you can get if you don't ask. If you just sit silent and you're like, I don't know, like I'm not good enough for that. Then you never know. Yeah. You never know. But I sent an email and I asked him, I was like, hey, will you be on our little podcast? And he was like, of course. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> you can what? do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. And I'm really excited to see where that can take us. Having that feeling now, knowing that you can do whatever you want. What can we do? Yeah. That feels like a great place to close this out. Close it out. Oh, my goodness. So guys again thank you thank you thank you for tuning in for listening for emailing us for asking questions this podcast wouldn't be the non-traditional podcast if it wasn't for our friends our friends of non-traditional and that's why i keep saying friends <laughs> we were always like why are you there? hi friends i mean because you're my friends they're our yes. friends and they tune in every week and you know 
if you called me and said, hey, I listen to non-traditional podcasts, I'm like, I got you. That's it. Yep. That's all you have to say. Call me and say, I listen to non-traditional podcasts. Boom. And I got you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us. And we're going to, so we're going to take some time off, Jen. We're going to take a month off. Oh my God. God is good. Jesus. <laughs> Which is so funny because you guys think, oh, they're taking a month off to vacation and just, you know, like just be. No. We're going to be recording season two. We're going to be working. Oh, wait, we're not actually taking a month off? Oh, I just did the math on our next interviews. That's not a month. Dang. That's like a week. Uh, <laughs> it's like a week. But we are going to take, quote unquote, a month off the air to, it's more than a month, actually. We'll be back in September to organize our thoughts. And celebrate my birthday. Celebrate and- Jen's birthday. <laughs> um, you know, start interviewing guests for season two and you know the feed will not be completely dead the feed will not be completely dead we are going to be releasing bi-weekly um the best of season one so we're really not taking no time off huh like i I don't like meanwhile i'm like a listener i'm like oh we're taking a month off i'm like vacation and then well i just i forgot all the things that we're doing okay cool 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 (laughs) <laughs> we hustle we're hustlers here guys we hustle you're hustling me <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much seriously for all of your questions and for listening and for just your positive words uh we love you and uh i guess we'll literally see you in like for all your concern like a week or two because <laughs> this fake break that's happening is not real. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a break for people who'd never listened to our, who have listened to all of the episodes. But if you want to know what Jen's favorite episode was, you know, maybe just tune in for that. Um, also, I'm going to do a little call to action. It really helps out the podcast, you know, rate the show. Tell us what you love about the show. Like, what were your favorite parts? Who was your favorite guest? Oh, that would be great. You know what, guys? Go to Apple Podcasts, rate the show, and let us know who your favorite guest was of season one. Mm -hmm. That would be cool. I want to see it. I want to see it. Five stars. Please. Five stars. (laughs) And who your favorite guest was. I'll post it on Instagram every week. Nice. You know, whoever posts stuff there. I'll do that. Yeah. But yeah, thank you again, and we'll see you in September. Bye. Bye.